Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 123, The Usual Suspect and A League of Their Own Part 1. Hi, pals. We're back. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And we have more exciting static stuff. To, well, the second one's exciting. Uh, it's Some of it's exciting. Yeah, there is there is excitement to be had. To be you, had. If you know where to look. Mm-hmm. I, know, I, I know where not to look. I Well, the first one's well, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the second one reaches an exciting thing and a taste of something we're going to see later. And, you know, mm-hmm. like some, some, to me, old friends, but friends we haven't actually met on this show yet. Yeah. So. These are just some friends you haven't met yet. Yes, exactly. A stranger is uh, a wish your heart makes? Your heart brings to life. no. I forget. (sighs) All right. Anyway, why don't we just get to it, and I'll tell you about the usual suspect, singular. Mm -hmm. Last week, due to my best efforts at cultural sensitivity, I opted not to make any jokes in my summary, and in exchange, I promised something extra stupid this time. I am a man of my word, so now here is a list of DCAU characters who are less terrible than Richie, whose last name is apparently Foley? Did you know his last name was Foley? Because I had to look that up. Anyway, here's a sampling of characters we've seen so far who are less terrible than he is. Granny Goodness. Harvey Bullock. Terry McGinnis's pervy friend Howie. Every member of the Royal Flush Gang. The Weather Wizard. Kangor. The Mad Hatter. Beppo. Bibbo. Binko. Bizarro. Carmen Dillo. Chompus, <laughs> Boss Biggis, that boring-ass ninja Curare, Kathy Duquesne, the originator of the phrase Twala, <laughs> the Sewer King, the Penguin, Ferret, Fox, and Vulture, and Shark, wait, the last three of those are the <laughs> terrible trio, who are canonically terrible, Jekko the Clown, <laughs> Streaky the Supercat, False Face, Knee Jerk, <laughs> and Clarion, you know, that kid who says, my father shall hear of this. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, right, the episode. So, uh, some kid gets out of juvie and Richie assumes he's responsible for a bunch of crimes because if I somehow hadn't made this clear yet, Richie is terrible! The crimes in question are less crimes and more a bunch of stuff being smashed up as though by a hulk because there's a big hulking monster out there smashing things up like a hulk. We see this monster wince at loud sounds 40 or 80 times, but it takes until the final moments of the third act for our heroes to realize that the way to stop the monster is with loud noises. Typically intelligent heroes having this weird blind spot might be my second least favorite trope in these superhero shows behind the fucking secret identity thing. Then it turns out that the monster isn't that kid who just got out of juvie. Richie was wrong, because he's terrible. No, the monster is actually that kid's ex-girlfriend, because hulks can be ladies too, hashtag feminism. (laughs) Insert timely reference to impotent incels being angry at twerking. Static stops the rampaging beast, and Richie says something like, We straight trippin', boo, because, well, I think you know why. Uh, because Richie is terrible. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that landed. It's just terrible. I wasn't sure. I, I just, I don't know. Will people get this? Yeah, you got it. I just, I want to underline this for everyone who's wondering at home. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the next episode, we get just, like, <sighs> Richie gets some privilege that he did does not deserve. Oh, I, we will get into that mm-hmm. in a minute. Uh, yeah, no, first... I don't want to. I don't want to undermine some important points you have to make. But uh, here, he's also terrible. Would like to thank you for Brit reminding me of the existence of Knee Jerk, a character I haven't thought about in a while. I looked at a list because I most of these were out of my head, but mm. I, I knew I'd forgotten some of the deeper cuts and the Knee Jerk hadn't quite slipped out of my head yet. Mm-hmm. But well, I did. I did forget about Jekko the clown. Well, Al, his knees are robots. <laughs> He's a jerk. <laughs> no, excuse me, Maggie. His knees are chainsaws. Oh, that's right. That pop out with like hydraulics. I don't think there's any robotics involved. Oh, God, that's right. At best, he's a cyborg, but I, I, I don't know. Not because his knees were robots, though, but because they were chainsaws. The right. robot of the saw world. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. We'd have to consult a uh, cyborg lumberjack to really get mm-hmm. the... Uh, the read on that. Uh, I love you, Cyborg Rose. I love you, Robot Lumberjack. Yep. I love you. Anyway, Richie sucks. Yeah, he does suck. This episode was fine, though. The, there was, was stuff I liked about this one. I really like the idea of doing a episode about uh, 
what is it? Uh, just assuming someone is a criminal, you know. Profiling. Yes, exactly. Profiling. Thank you. Which is kind of a kids love static shock. Like, they didn't go with the racial element of it, no. thankfully. I mean, well, I don't know. It wouldn't have been bad for them to deal with that, mm-hmm. actually. But uh, it was. But it was still, hey, don't just assume because this kid has a history that he's the one doing the bad stuff. Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Good. Don't make assumptions, assholes. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I did think, this is my good thing, something about the pacing and the dialogue in this one was a little extra funnier than usual. Yeah. I don't know, just the, like the way all the line, like the rhythm of it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like when something's really hitting, the the funny line, like the setup and the punch lines come at exactly the right pace. And it was just, it was, it was like half a dozen one-liners competing for my quote. Like mm-hmm. when uh, Virgil first bumps into the, to the big kid who just got out of juvie, he says, yo, Godzilla, do I look like Tokyo to you? And I just, this just made me laugh. Very good. And there was an extremely predictable, corny sitcom ending where Sharon's telling the kid to like, hey, you you can control your temper. It's cool. It's it's fine. And then Virgil says some wisecrack to her and she gets mad and starts chasing him. Yep. And like, that's so dumb and obvious, mm-hmm. but it was really funny. The, the, the thing is with that, like. When I was watching that bit, I'm like, oh, here, we're doing this. And then, like, as it went on, I'm like, actually, Virgil knows we're doing this, and that makes it better. Yeah. Virgil almost always is is very aware of, like, like he knows how bad his jokes are. Yep. And he's very aware of sort of the, you know, like, mm-hmm. how to push his sister's buttons and all that. And, you know, yeah, I get it. Virgil knows how bad his jokes are, unlike some characters on this show who are terrible. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I alluded to Sharon, and and this is your good thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this episode, Sharon starts working as a counselor in training at uh, uh, the 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 high school. I the think high, right, it's or is it the, the high school or the um the youth center? Ah, could be taken after her dad. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I assume that's sort of like part of how she got the job is just like yeah, I'll go work with dad at the youth center. You know, mm-hmm. like. I really like them using her her as a counselor, though. Like, like having her be the one who sort of talks with, I do not remember what this guy's name was. Not Hulk. I'd, I, no. Uh, but, uh, like, at-risk at teens, though. Yeah. Like, because he did just get out of juvie, and mm-hmm. she's, like, helping him with his transition back into life. And, like, hey, maybe don't do crime anymore. Maybe you can straighten your life out. Let's talk about some things you could do with your life instead. Yeah. And, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I, I love like, that she did that. I like that, and I like that it brings her into the action. I would really enjoy them having that sort of come up more often as we go along. They probably mm-hmm. won't because they, they, well, they don't on this show. But There you know. was some, we both pointed out, there was some excellent continuity at the beginning mm-hmm. where she's wearing a daishiki that she oh, got yeah. in Africa, and she's talking about reading about some like uh, philosophies and mm-hmm. stuff from, from back there. And she's like, yeah, and I've decided that... Uh, Fuck you, I'm not dealing with your shit anymore, Virgil. Uh, well, that gets into my bad thing. Yes. Uh, which is, hey, Virgil, make your own fucking breakfast. You're 15. Like, yeah. we talked about this before when we found out that apparently she does his laundry, too. Like, Yeah, now maybe there's a chore wheel. Maybe, like, she does some things and he does some things. But, yeah, the first three minutes of this episode of Virgil wandering around the house wondering why the woman hasn't cooked his breakfast yeah. yet. And, like, that's not cool, man. That's like, not a good look. Yeah, exactly. Like, if there's a chore wheel or whatever, that's fine. That's how, like, that's, I can easily see that yeah, being if, how a uh, if single. If her job is breakfast, then, yeah. you know. Exactly. But, like, if he, like, he just strolls in and is all like, I noticed that food hasn't happened yet. Do you want to get mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. It's like, no, it's it sucks. That said... That was that still feeds into what I was talking mm. about with my good thing though. Virgil's just wandering around the house making wisecracks about there being no food and there's no one to hear it. Yep. And there's there like there couldn't be because part of the wisecracks are Sharon's not here. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what he does all the time. Yep. He's just making little jokes to himself. And mm-hmm. I I love that about him. <laughs> but but you're you're completely right. He should not be, you know, hey, food goes in here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Let me let me show you a little uh, an amazing little invention we have called the toaster. This is gonna blow mm-hmm. your mind, buddy. Yeah, well, in the microwave. Like mm-hmm. these are you know these are very easy things to operate. Uh, we have here what's known as cereal. It is applied to a bowl. Mm-hmm. Don't even then... have to put milk in if you want to save. A no, step. if you don't want to. But if you do want milk, apply libawoli. Mm-hmm. Mountain Dua tastes like Dua Dua. <laughs> Never-wending soda. <laughs> uh, my bad thing uh, uh, relates to food as well, actually. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so Virgil's bitching because he can't get free food from home from Sharon. So yeah. he gets some food from the only fast food place in this universe, Burger Fool. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I think is a great name for a place. But, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be nice if they mixed it up and there were there were two places. But whatever. Um, that's maybe not that's, a bad thing. Maybe they're local. Like, it's it's a Dakota branch. No, no, it's because there was one in Africa, too. So Oh, yeah. Africa and Dakota. That's the... Uh, that's it. That's it, though. One on the entire continent of Africa and one in the extremely nonspecific city of Dakota. Yep. And that's it. Two branches. <laughs> Actually, weirdly enough, that's uh, what happened in the Coming to America sequel. There were two branches of McDowell's, one in New York City and one in uh, Zamunda, which I think is the uh, Eddie Murphy, the fictional country Eddie Murphy's from. Oh, that's actually very funny to me. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, McDowell's was a was a great runner in the first mm-hmm. Coming to America. Just like, no, no, it's not the Big Mac; it's the Big Mick. <laughs> Those are the Golden Arcs. This is a different restaurant. There's something so sad about McDowell's. Yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, my bad thing is like. Okay, so Richie's or uh, Virgil's got to get food for both of them, and he brings in these uh, the burritos, mm-hmm. and they're both just bitching about how bad they are. And it's like I have a hard time believing these two teen boys mm-hmm. won't just eat whatever fast food is put in front of them and think it's the best thing they've ever had. Like, yeah, I was a teen boy. Fast mm-hmm. food was like food of the gods. You don't. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. It's grease. Yeah. Give me grease. You will eat shitty burritos all day long. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time believing they're, like, picky about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even that I like the episode that much, but I, I kind of struggled with a bad thing just because, I don't know, it was, it was all right. At, uh, the, this one just did not land for me, you know? No. Like, again, there's stuff in it that I like. I like making- Like I said, it was very funny. Yeah. I like uh, making the uh, the girl the monster. Like, that Yeah, never didn't happens. see that coming. It's like, as I sort of dawned on it, I'm like, wow, they didn't give her, like, little tits or anything. And they always do that when a, mo- when a girl mm-hmm. turns into a monster. Yeah, but that would give it away. Exactly. Give it away. Give it away now. <laughs> no, but they did, like like I said in my summary, they telegraphed the hell out of that loud noises thing. Mm-hmm. And then at one point she gets in her boyfriend's car and she's like, can you turn your stereo down, please? And I was like, okay, it's there if you're looking yeah. for it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Duckman from the... <laughs> <laughs> From the reality where everything's really loud. Mm-hmm. Ow, my ears. Ow, my ears. Uh, I think we got a better look at Richie's fucking rollerblades in this one. And God, just. God. Just rollerblading around with his rollerblades. Mm-hmm. And his safety helmet, which, okay, in real life, it's a good idea to wear those. But in a cartoon, you look like a dork. Well, in the cartoon, like this time, like when this I know, show came out. I know, you had to. Yeah, like you had to. I did, this kid's wearing as many pads as we can fit on him. Meanwhile, on the same network from the same production team, a dude gets sent to the gas chamber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no exactly. problem. <sighs> the thing I always loved when I was a kid watching this, and that is true to this day, was like they'd always put a uh, helmet on Wolverine, <laughs> and I'd always think that guy's got a helmet in his skull. Like, he's yeah, that's fine. a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's that helmet gonna do? Yeah. Uh, anyway, also when we found out who it was, I just my my only reaction, the only reaction that there could be was it was the girlfriend. <laughs> of course. Oh, I wish it was the dog. Yeah, yeah. A dog got hit by the bang baby. <laughs> oh, yes. no. it's a bang doggy. <laughs> a bang puppy, I would think. I too have banged a dog, and <laughs> oh, hey, we're gonna take you off the air for that kind of shit. Uh, I mean, stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I think the art is continuing to be better. Like, mm-hmm. there were two cops near the beginning that just looked like they could have been Gotham cops. Yeah. I, like, I, I've i noted, like, they've really started to make make this look like a uh, Bruce Tim. show. I mean, it's it's obviously shows in the next mm-hmm. one, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, uh, one of the good laugh lines for me was, I guess, kind of a visual joke where, uh, he's hiding from the monster and he's trying to be quiet and the phone rings and he just picks it up and goes, shh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which I thought was very funny. Uh, um, there was also a um, uh, something we both noted when they're running around. They're being chased at a car show mm-hmm. that hasn't opened yet. It's just like the, the convention center set up for a car show. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a box that says Wubcaps. Yep. Which, you know, hey, come on. <laughs> Maybe they're wubcaps. I don't know. 
I, I guess. I don't know a lot about cars. I mm-hmm. suppose it's possible there is such a thing as webcaps, but I think that's probably a mistake. We're going to get so many letters from webcap enthusiasts. Probably. What do you mean also, you don't know about webcaps? I don't drive. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, and I take my car to Jiffy Lube. I yeah. can change a tire. That's about it. And yeah. even then, I can't change a webcap. No. Well, you never know until you try. I guess that's true. Uh, Anything else? This is... So I noticed this epi- in this episode, and mm-hmm. once I noticed it, I remembered it from every episode it's happened in. So uh, Richie's backpack, backpack. Ugh, uh, the backpack, which name is backpack? Whose ah! name is backpack? Name himself on himself. Uh huh. Um, ha- does like he does this thing where like he takes out like the metal tentacle things, like he does. Yeah, this like all the, the Doc Ock tentacles. Yeah, I realized yep. in this episode they have never stopped anyone from escaping any ever. Every oh, whenever person... there's a device or something that wraps them around someone, like uh, to to hold them. Yep. Yeah. The the whoever it is always breaks out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, maybe Virgil didn't win the first one. And it's like, no, no, he did. I had to go check, but he did. <laughs> Richie's supposed to be a genius. He should be like going back to the drawing board if that mm-hmm. happens. Like it can happen once. Yep. But you know, then you then you modify it and upgrade it, man. Mm-hmm. No, I invented uh, rollerblades and tentacles, and that that's it. That is the extent of my bang babiness. Uh, Are you yeah. sure you're a bang baby and not just a guy who had a couple of good ideas? And by good <laughs> ideas, I mean had a good idea and also saw rollerblades and thought I could put a rocket on them. I think he's got some good invention ideas. I'll still give him that. Mm-hmm. But he's got a terrible design sense. I just, like, oh, I didn't like the guy before, and now that he's just around... Well, now they're really amping up the, according to my calculations, like there's some really bad techno babble when he's on the floor of the car show Mm -hmm. and he's looking at some display model and he's like, well, they've got the proportions of the quantum hubcap, hubcap drive all wrong. It's like he mixed like five different kinds of techno babble and it just sounded real bad. Well, it's like he starts doing the Goodwill hunting, solve the the problem on the board or whatever thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Just in case you were wondering, I am a super genius. How do you like them apples, dog? I don't. I don't like them. I don't like any of this. Thanks, G. <sighs> okay, homie. All right, you need to go now, Richie. <laughs> Instead uh, of that. <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of Richie and, mm-hmm. and all that, there's a, there's a conversation near the beginning of the episode where uh, Virgil's talking about the trip to Africa and about his roots, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Richie's like, "I only have my roots, and I was ready to win." Nope. But, but then, then Virgil says, "This V, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your heritage. You should research your family tree. I did it, Rich. No offense, but your family tree is just one big potato." And I was so happy. Yep. Like I didn't even realize it was an Irish joke at first mm-hmm. until he kept going. I just thought he was saying, uh, "Your roots are a potato." Shut yeah. up. <laughs> just like and it turns out he's part irish and part he says viking yep. but that's not a nationality richie no that was you know but uh even still mm-hmm. could you be whiter yes I don't, like oh scandinavian and irish yep mm, good the whitest yep the whitest for, kid you know except for me i'm british and additional british i mean me too i think mm-hmm. but even still like I don't know, I think Scandinavians more white because they're closer to the like the the North Pole, which means mm-hmm. they get less sun, which means they're probably whiter. That might be true. I don't you know, know enough about whiteness to dispute it. Well, you go to like the land of the midnight sun, mm-hmm. like where like uh, at certain times of year you get sun at night, but then for six months you get no light whatsoever. Sure, those guys probably don't have very dark skin. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's why the brown people come from more equatorial regions. It's a oh. it's a thing. Oh. Uh, okay. Anything else? Ugh. Um. No, I think that's it. All right. Well, I did my quote. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh. Uh. One more thing I wanted to mention about this episode. Richie is terrible. Yep. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> Maggie, could you please tell us now? About uh, not not the crying in baseball thing, which apparently is a nice little uh, queer show on streaming. Now. Yeah, I really not, want to check that show. I haven't had yeah. a chance yet, but uh, not not that. It, no, but but a league of their own. Uh-huh. Part one. Part one. 
All right, so meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, excuse me, uh, Watchtower, it's the, the Watchtower, Batman, Flash, and Hawkgirl are reflecting on how awesome it is that they finally caught Brainiac for good and sealed him away in a force field that can never be, be breached. Yup, we did a great job, sound of my hands dusting off. <laughs> they all stand around shaking hands and high-fiving each other until the Watchtower drifts through the Nexus from Star Trek Generations, doing an impression of a late 90s screensaver, and, oh no, somebody knocked out the power. Luckily, Batman knows a guy who's good with electricity, and, unfortunately, his idiot friend. Roll static credits. Ugh, no, never mind. Stop rolling static credits. God, I hate this song. <laughs> so the JLA picks up Virgil to help them jumpstart their giant car battery, and Richie comes too, because if there's something Batman is well known for suffering greatly, it is fools. <laughs> Static's able to mostly fix the satellite of justice, and then the JLA is called away on a JLE emergency. <laughs> they do leave the boys 20 bucks for pizza, though, so while Virgil and Richie hang out, Brainiac escapes somehow. He turns the satellite against them and then tries to kill them with robots and tentacles, which... Huh. Says here, Richie saves the day? That can't be right. Wait, hang on. There's more space dust on here. <laughs> uh, oh, there. It says Richie sucks and is mm -hmm. terrible. Mm -hmm. so the boys manage to get a message back to the JLA, who quickly return from their space adventure so that they can have some cool space fights. Virgil drains the power from the satellite, while Richie hops on Kazaa and downloads 8 trillion MP3s of I Ran Over the Taco Bell Dog by Weird Al Yankovic, and then crashes Brainiac's computer brain. This is also how I destroyed our home computer in 2003. And 2005. 2009. And last week. Everyone goes home, and then Richie's backpack tries to kill him, because as I said before, Richie is terrible. Wait, B Richie's backpack, what's the backpack's name? Oh, that's Backpack, Al. Oh, God. Yeah, Richie Wait, got to... Richie, I mean, let's just go into your bad thing, because... Backpack, a back name Backpack. Uh-huh. So, yeah. this... Mm -hmm. is supposed to be Virgil's big old step into the big league. I know, I'm so happy for this kid. I was real excited, because we, we have known this episode was coming for a while, and I was real excited to get to yeah, it. Yeah, looking you know? at the list, it's got the word League in it. I, know, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I We haven't gotten to it yet, but I love the Justice League. I love yeah. that show to death. Justice League mm -hmm. Unlimited is amazing. Yeah. So I have been really looking forward to this, and what do we get? We get a lot of Richie saving the day. Mm -hmm. Richie hacking stuff. Richie figuring out ways to escape. And, of course, the episode ends with Richie demanding everybody be in a picture with him. Because we all know that Batman loves being photographed. Speaking of Batman, every time he says the word gear, I just shuddered and got sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing is, ugh. I think Batman, like, likes Static so much. Yeah. That he's just like, you know what? He likes and trusts this kid, so I guess he's okay. I I do have that idiot who's always talking about video games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I guess so, we've all got one. Well, the Justice League has Flash, and you didn't really see it in this episode. No. We will. But you know how much I hate the Flash, and it's because of this version of Flash. Sure. And I was so... like. Jesus, you got Richie and Flash? You bring fucking Shiv into this. Yeah, and it's seriously. Like, oh. <laughs> this podcast is over. It'll be the... Oh God! From now on, like, my IQ would go down. Oh God, just just. Get... And honestly, Flash did say a bunch of unfunny stuff, but he mm -hmm. wasn't nearly as irritating as he usually is. Well, no, because there's a big suck hole sucking all the comedy out of the room. There's a there's th that does give the the rest of the group the opportunity to to rag on him a bit, and I think this is your quote actually, because mm -hmm. Hawk Girl is funny. Yep. And is that yeah? That is your quote. Well, let's just let's just hear that. Hey, remember your promise about staying in the corner. But in the corner. Because, yeah, I would have picked the same thing. Yeah. That was It's just very like good. the JLA shows up and Richie's just like, oh, my God, the JLA. Take me with you, please, 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 please. I won't do anything. I'll stand in the corner and be very quiet. Mm -hmm. And they get to the, the station and Richie's doing his whole, like, looking around being a nerd thing. And Hawk Girl goes, go uh -uh. You, you, you said you were going to go stand in the corner. Go, yeah. go go stand in the corner. That was an expression. Oh, well, I'm from Thanagar. I don't know that expression. Yeah, go we, stand in the fucking corner. Yeah. Go stand in the corner. I'm going to hit you with my mace. Yep. Trust me, uh, it is a mace. Don't be don't be fooled by the electricity that comes out of it. The thing... I, so many of my good things were going to be things from Justice League, so mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to those. But one of them was almost just Hawk Girl. Yep. 
Because that character, one, should not be a character I give a fuck about. No. And she ends up being super great on that show. But two, there's still not that much to her. Mm-hmm. What Hot Girl is, and excuse me, this might, uh, if you are a bang baby monster that is sensitive to to noise, this this might hurt, so I'm, I'm warning you now. Ha! <laughs> that is something she does 50 times an episode and it never gets old. <laughs> Every problem to her is something she can hit with her fucking electrical mace. It's a magic electrical mace, I believe. There there was a interview uh, uh, for a comic called Wednesday Comics from like, 15 years ago, I guess now. Mm-hmm. And what it was, was uh, it was a bunch of, it was an anthology, basically. Mm-hmm. And so you had a weekly Hawkman anthology comic. Mm-hmm. And the interview I read goes, uh, has uh, the writer Kyle Baker going, well, the thing is, when you're writing Hawkman, the number one thing he does is hit things with a mace. So mm-hmm. basically, you just need to think up a bunch of cool things that would be awesome if they got hit by a mace. <laughs> oh, I love Kyle Baker so much. I have never forgotten that. It is so fucking funny. He's like I recently went kind of on a deep dive of of his uh, indie work. Oh yeah, and he's done some amazing things. Like mm-hmm. I just I really like the guy. His, Speaking I, of uh, black comic creators, yeah. actually, I I have not read mu- most of his stuff, but I really like. He did a uh, like a strip about his family for a while. Yep, yep. And I that really like that comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a, a bunch of like original graphic novels, and I I didn't like all of them because I mean it was a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, but I liked quite a bit of them, and I I just I like his style, yeah. I like his particularly his writing style. His art comes and goes, mm-hmm. but like I I like you know just his whole sort of aesthetic, like yeah. his whole like uh, attitude. He's very cynical, but also very funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, anyway, my actual good thing yeah. was uh, because, like I say, all of it was like, oh, my friends, my friends. Nah, mm-hmm. well, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. We got to save just... something for when we start the show. Yeah. I'll just praise that robot because mm-hmm. they were... once again, this show delivers yet another robot that looks basically like the other robots, but different enough that it looks like a cool new robot. Yeah. Love that robot. I just like, this episode felt like kind of a disappointment. I'm really hoping it turns Because of the, the richiness of it? Yeah, the richiness really brings the rest of it down. Like, I I want to see Static and the Justice League. I really wanted to see Static and Green Lantern have a couple of lines together, you know? I think they probably, on purpose... Actually, that brings me to, hey, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, they got uh, comedian voice actor Phil Lamar. You know yep. him? He was in uh, Who's Line. He was he had a brief role in uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, he was, uh, in, uh, he was the uh, coffee guy on Mad TV. Not the coffee guy, the delivery guy on Mad TV. Yeah, he's, he's in everything. He's yeah. Just a hardworking guy. I don't know how they managed to afford him for this, but it was really cool to hear yeah, him. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he and Virgil didn't have any lines next to each other, which was probably by design. Yeah. And we've mentioned Virgil's excellent Green Lantern impression. It would have been great to have him go like, hey, you want to hear my Green Lantern impression? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering where Superman and Wonder Woman were, but it was one of those kinds of stories where it's like, okay, this would be over pretty quick if Superman yeah. and Wonder Woman were here. So, I mean, all right. That is true, but also, like, the yeah. only thing I want to see as much as uh, Static meeting Batman is Static meeting Superman and Wonder Woman. Like, I think I think there will be further opportunities. Also, there's a part two. That is true. I got a lot of I got a lot of hope hanging on that part too. Yeah, perhaps the remaining the remaining Justice League guys will show up, mm-hmm. or like I know there's other crossover type stuff. So. Yeah. Um, my bad thing mm-hmm. is the fact that the, so the the core Justice League is seven guys, and those two were missing, so there's still five of them. Yep. All five of the active Justice League team members go to Earth and leave two children behind on the Watchtower. Yep. Like, yes, they're superheroes. Yes, Batman can vouch for Static, which is, if Batman vouches for someone, they are perfect. Yeah. Batman won't vouch for Alfred. No. Like, Batman, Batman's praise is extremely, you know, like something he, he doles out very, very conservatively. But that said, come on, all five of you are going in one car? Yep. Really? And, and I know this for a fact. Doesn't, like, doesn't John not go in any missions? Uh, he's, he's not a off. mission guy. Uh, I think I, I could be remembering wrong and we'll find out in a few yeah. months when we get there. But I believe he's has a more active role in Justice League ah, okay. and in JLU when the team gets huge. Then he kind of becomes the just like the guy at the desk. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I very much enjoy this show's interpretation of Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. I like his voice. I like the look of him. Yep. I like all the stuff he does. But and I've seen Justice League and JLU all the way through five times mm-hmm. already probably and i still could not tell you what his actual deal is uh he he can turn in material and 
he's got telepathy and he's also can fly and well, I don't his powers don't really hang together for me. And he's afraid of fire. Yeah. That doesn't actually come up very often. Well, Al, he's a manhunter from Mars, so um, let's start there. He's not though. <laughs> He he first his origin is basically the in, like the entire plot of the Justice League pilot, mm-hmm. and he is no kind of manhunter. <laughs> Don't you hunt men? Eh. No, he's the last of his species stranded on Earth. Mm-hmm. He's not hunting anybody. Mm-hmm. He, there's nobody for him to hunt. All his guys are gone. Yep. Uh no, and I like the character. I just I, his powers like hmm, he can do that. All right, I guess he can do that. Yeah, I can do all the stuff. But not he's not overpowered to the point where I find him insufferable. Yeah. It's not that. It's just I don't know what they are, and I never really do. Mm-hmm. What's your deal, buddy? Well. Yeah. He just, I don't know, now he can shoot custard out of his fingers. Yeah, that's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's he could good. probably do yeah. that. I mean. I've, I've seen nothing that says he can't do that. So. Yep. All right. There's no, there's no law in the books that says he can't play basketball. Came here from the hot dog fingers universe. <laughs> Hot face is like, hey, I was going to throw those. <laughs> oh, hot face, I hate you. Oh, God. Not as much as I hate Richie. Nope. He wasn't on your list. Uh, that's true. That's because okay. that, I would have to read my whole list of, of alternate names for mm-hmm. uh, Hot Lips Hulahan. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about your good thing, but we didn't really talk about your good thing. Yeah. Like, we should talk about that. I just, I love Batman turning to static for help. Like... Yeah, he's like, I know who could fix this problem. Yeah, and like first, first thing that pops into his mind, like he's done two adventures with this kid now, and he feels like he can actually rely on him. You know, that yeah. is a huge compliment to Static. And he's got a good read on his abilities. Yeah, and the control he has of his abilities. Like I, we need a we need a guy with electrical powers, but also someone who knows how to use them properly. Mm-hmm. I just like, I I've said this every time Batman's showed up. It just makes me so happy that he's not a that he's not a jerk to this kid. You know. No, and they've gone to extra lengths every time other superheroes show up, whether they are existing heroes in this animated universe or characters they create for this world, like uh, uh, Anansi last mm. week. Like, everybody respects him and yeah. immediately becomes his friend because he's likable and he's competent. Yeah. And I love that. And he always feels likable and comp- comp- yeah. competent. Like, he's good at his job and he's mm. also easy to be friends with. Yeah. I like That's that. That's why it sucks that Richie keeps solving all the problems. Yeah, no, they they did not give Static nearly enough like agency in this episode. You're absolutely right. Maybe I, part two. I, t- I hope so. But like, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. All we know is that the backpack named Backpack has been possessed by Brainiac. Uh, the backpack is now named Brainy Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll kill Richie. Oh, please, Lord, Maggie, I would give. A thousand dollars for that to happen, and I don't have a thousand dollars. No, I'm not even sure who I would give it to. No, but if it's someone who said they were responsible for the death and permanent death, mm-hmm. not comic book death, where he comes back. Oh yeah, but death is death. No, you know of, of Richie Foley. Richie Foley. Mm-hmm. Not a good name. Apologies to any Richie Foley's out there, but you can't have two names that end in E. Well, it's it's actually Richard Osgood Foley. I looked it up. Oh. I don't know. I did learn, actually, uh, com- related to this, but also completely not related to this. Mm-hmm. Virgil Hawkins is named after a figure from the civil rights movement. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, a black man who was denied entry to a university back in the day. Oh, cool. And and his cause became, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was cool that they, they, like, named him after somebody important. Yeah. Anyway, back to Richie. He yeah. calls them the J League. Ugh. What the hell is that? The J League? That's you... nothing. Just watching him stand around in his fucking homemade nerd suit. Mm-hmm. Like that's well, my, Batman. My thought was he's gonna stand. He's gonna have to sit quietly in the the corner because his whole thing is being the smart guy. Yeah, he's not smarter than Batman. No. So it's fine. And then Batman leaves. Like wait. No, now Richie's the smartest person in this room. God Ugh. damn it. Well, my calculations. No one cares. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's great. My calculations when I was 16 were all right, too. But uh-huh. uh, look, I'm 30 now, okay? I have uh, the power. I have uh, bang baby intelligence. Maybe don't go telling people that. Please, please don't make me say bang baby again. Um, 
I do like at the beginning of this episode, um, uh, uh, Static's about to fight. Uh, they're not the meta breed. I forget what they're called. They're basically the meta breed, but they're not the meta breed. They're not well, called Puff, that. Puff has organized a bunch of young uh, uh, Bang Babies to do her bidding, and she calls it her boy band, which I love. That's very good. Yep. But she does call it the meta because I was waiting for someone to say uh, it. Yeah. No, you're right. I forget what it is, but on, you're right that they down. that they did have a name. But but I like that she refers to them as her boy band. Yeah. But like and, the, and, and that she's the leader. Yeah. But like Virgil's like, oh man, I don't know what we're gonna like. This is a lot of guys, and then the Justice League shows up and wipes the floor with them. It's very well, funny to me. It. It is a lot of guys, but it's a lot of guys that include Carmen Dillo and yeah. and and, uh, and hot ass. Yep, and Carmen like, Dillo is there. Hot ass is there. And I my my the note that I wrote down was, oh my god, if these two are getting their asses handed to them by Carmen Dillo when Batman calls. Oh god, how embarrassing! <laughs> that's more embarrassing than bringing Richie to the Watchtower. I that's like Batman just being all like, I know you're better than this. Like, you, oh, you, you know what? I'm gonna lose your number. You you you. Just like, look, I don't want to be the one who's all like, please get rid of the kid sidekick, but you should get rid of the kid sidekick. Actually, he was born two months before me. He's technically older than I am. Oh, that sucks, actually. <laughs> oh, boy, that's really embarrassing for you. Uh, look, I know. Mm -hmm. You know why I made this cool, like, better, cool-looking costume? is because I'm trying to compensate for uh -huh. that. We're going to send Richie and the Flash off on a different adventure. You guys, um... Uh, you guys could guard this end of the passage uh, <laughs> and make sure it's safe. Uh, she just calls them the meta men. That's it. My meta and, men. And it's uh, it's Puff. It's Onyx, who is like her sort of her partner in crime. Yep. I don't want to say sidekick because they were kind of equals. Yeah. And then uh, Hot Steak and uh, Carmen Dillo. Yeah. I um I forgot that, that guy existed. And so I have a note here that's just like, I guess the meta breed hired an ogre. Well, I thought in the last episode that hulky thing was a bit orc-like. Yep. I mean, I don't know my fantasy creatures at all, but it, it looked like some kind of, you know, uh, rampaging monster from oh, some, yeah. some dungeon or dragon. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it definitely had some orc, uh, some orc yeah. in the DNA. Mm -hmm. Or maybe orco. I'm yep. not sure. Oh, I hope not. Mm -hmm. I'm best friends with He-Man. Great. <sighs> Shut up. Go... Shut um, up, shut up, Richie of this show. According every to my show's... calculations, okay. Every show's got one. Mm -hmm. Amanda and I call them Team Useless. Yep. Uh, it also includes uh, Connor from Angel, mm -hmm. Dawn Snarf, from Buffy. Wesley. Oh, yeah. Wesley's definitely in there. Mm -hmm. And don't can. write in and say Wesley's cool. We, we have reviewed in depth the entirety of Star Trek. We know mm -hmm. Wesley's not cool. No, he's not cool. You... He's very bad. Yeah. And so is Will Wheaton, but that's a separate. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a different a issue. Uh, we got the same joke we got with. Uh, uh, remember a couple weeks ago, it was your quote, I believe, where mm -hmm. uh, uh, Virgil says uh, something was dope or, or whack or something, yeah. and, and Batman says, "Yeah, I know." And uh, in this one, uh, uh, Virgil says something about something being fat, and mm -hmm. uh, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, says, "Yes, very fat." <laughs> In that excellent deadpan voice. That's yep. the dude who did the voice for um uh not a Nancy but the the cat guy, the the villain. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like he's uh he's been sort of lurking around in the in the, the fringes of these mm. shows and uh he'll be a main guy soon. He's great. I, I really like uh that version of Sean. Like that's yeah, my me too. that's my favorite Martian Manhunter and that's a character no, like I'm always I say, fondness I, for. That's what I was saying. Despite not really understanding yeah. him at all, I still really like the character and his performance and the way he's drawn and mm -hmm. all that. Like, they make the stupid suspender underwear thing look okay. Yep. Which is a hard look to pull it off. It is a hard look to pull off. But, like, that guy looks cool. Yeah, he does. That's a cool dude. Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. You know who's not a cool dude? Is it Richie? It's Richie. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Richie is terrible, Al? Yeah. Which might be turning into the motto of this show. Yeah, we should. Kids love everybody except Richie. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I wrote this down because it is it is a truism that will remain true until the end of this entire animated universe. Not sure what to make your episode about in the DCAU? There's always Brainiac. Yep. Like, and it doesn't even bother me. I like Brainiac, and mm -hmm. I like that Brainiac keeps coming back, and they always get something a little different out of it every time. It doesn't bother me in the least. Sure. But- 
it's very clear they're like, well, there's got to be a piece of Brainiac. I guess we could just bring him back again. Yep. yep okay. Yep. Shrug. I mean, that would have been my first choice for like if you're if you're going Maggie, we're doing a JLA crossover static. Who's the bad guy? I'm like Brainiac's the easiest one. Like, yeah. Who do you want? Like a big one that won't be weird fighting a kid. Like you yeah. don't want Lex Luthor beating up a teenager. That's a bad look. <laughs> Even Lex is like, I should probably head Look, home. This is embarrassing yeah. for me. The news is going to show me hitting a black teenager. <laughs> that is not good for me, what? Lex, who is probably not black, but maybe. Pro- white billionaire, question mark, attacks mm-hmm. black teenager with robot suit. Yeah. There's no way I come out of this one looking good. Mercy's like, nope. <laughs> I'm calling in sick that day, Mr. Yep. Luthor. Yep. Uh. Got all this sick time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I gave. I don't know. It probably. It'd it probably be Rudy anyway. Yeah. I'd be here for Rudy versus Richie. Actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they both just end up play- watching TV. Yeah, that's fine. You know how to play I, Street yeah. Fighter. You gotta. You gotta like. Um, well, let's call up Al and ask if Street Fighter Three's out yet. Well, um, is it? No. <laughs> No, that, that'll keep them distracted while Virgil goes and joins the Justice League. Yep. Oh, God. If this sec- if the second part ends with him being like a part-time Justice Leaguer and Gear also is... Ugh. Ah. Here's your honorary Justice League membership cards. Oh, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Richie's is a library card. <laughs> also, uh, I think uh, we talked about this briefly in the last episode, but like the fact that the look has gotten to the point, and we talked about this in the Batman crossover too, mm. like this, all of this just slotted nicely into the Justice League yeah. stuff just fine. Like it looks, it look, it look good. Mm-hmm. Like, um, in fact, they even structured this episode not like a static episode, but like a Justice League episode where it had a cold open instead of just straight to the opening credits. Yeah. It Which I really was threw cool. me off for a second. I'm like, I, yeah. I thought they were doing that Venture Brothers thing where, like, the the credits are cut down to, like, 10 seconds so that they oh, have yeah. enough room for, like, the rest of the episode. I'm like, oh, this will be a good one. It no, wasn't. this episode, I mean, it was all right. But uh, I thought the robot fight went on too long. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's that two-parter thing where it's like, okay, you had a big story and you wanted to stretch across yeah. two episodes. But you also don't have enough here. So you're making the, this big fight last for like an entire act. Yeah, and it's, it's a, it's a not... lot of uh, wheel spinning, you know? Yeah. Which, if like, again, I'll take I'll take a good fight scene if it's good. But, yeah. like, I've seen superheroes fight robots more than I've seen almost anything, I would say, at this point. I mean, we have we have covered dozens of... Of those at this point yeah. in the show. And, and I'm usually here for it. Yeah. And I don't even like action sequences that much, but I like robots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it got real dull. Yeah. I like the robot. I like the design of the robot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, watching these two children beat up a robot got pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Uh... There's a point at the very beginning where they're, the Justice League is standing around looking at a screen that says failure. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you tell the Flash. <laughs> Man, I've been there. The thing is, I know you love The Flash because of comics. We yeah. talked about this in a lot of our bonus episodes because The Flash kept showing up and I kept saying how much he sucked. And you're just like, what are you talking about? The well, Flash that's... doesn't suck. And like, this Flash sucks yeah. and you will be on my side, I can almost guarantee. That's the thing. I like comics Flash. He sucks in the same way Dick Grayson sucked, mm-hmm. in the same way Richie kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, he's he's. they feel like they need that sort of wise cracking dude who's like an edgy dork well when i was watching cartoons as a kid that was mm-hmm. often my favorite character was the uh, and was that's the, the wise point. ass guy that is the point but uh, i point this out repeatedly though virgil is already funny mm-hmm. you don't need to, like there's funny and there's hacky yeah exactly just like hawk girl was very funny mm-hmm. in your quote and a couple other moments too like mm-hmm. these guys can be funny Without being that. Yeah. And then there's I, always the guy that shows up and just like quotes SNL from last night or whatever. Just like, shut up, man. <laughs> also, hey. Phil Lamar's like, you you can't quote Mad TV, really? Hey, I work damn hard to stop being that guy. Oh, me too. <laughs> Look, the reason I hate it so much is because I used to be that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still am. It's just Homestar Runner quotes now. Yep. And I found someone who likes them, so... <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else? Well, 
So I was just th- I'm still thinking about this. This is like the difference between like Virgil's quips and uh, Richie go- doing the fucking thank you very much joke <sighs> from last episode. It's just, uh, ugh. yeah. But you know, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, saying uh, yes, it's very fat. Like that was hilarious. <laughs> That's hysterical. Like yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, like I say, you put Richie in the Flash and Shiv in the, in one room, and uh, then you shoot that room into space. Yep, that's fine. They'll never get out. They won't know how to open the door. Mm-hmm. Can running fast help? No. <laughs> when does running fast ever help? Oh, you'll you'll be glad I'm here when you have to do a race. At, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. That's I true. Guess we so. will call you. you. Know how about that? You become a part timer, and we'll mm-hmm. call you for the race. Batman got him a beeper. You know, it's 2003. We have cell phones. A beeper will be fine. Take your beeper. Look, where I'm from, they summon me with a flashlight, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a beeper is a step up. Look, I painted a little lightning bolt on it, so you'll be happy. Static's like, oh, he's he, he got dibs on the lightning bolt, huh? Oh. Batman's just like, come on, I got you. Come on, know, come I'm with sorry. me. I got, I got you. I got you real stuff. <laughs> Flash's beeper is full of gum, <laughs> candy and gum. Uh huh. That was actually exactly a thing from a. I think it was a Riff Tracks panel mm-hmm. where like uh, uh, Kevin Murphy was saying, "I got this on my phone," and like Mike Nelson knocks it out of his hand and says, "Your phone has candy and gum in it." <laughs> Make me laugh so much. <laughs> uh, we got to see the goggles in uh, Virgil's new outfit. Yep. Uh, I like the look of them better than the previous ones. However, they do not appear to be transparent at all. No. He appears to be putting a blindfold over his eyes. Well, it's it's it it, it, it almost looks like like welding goggles, which I actually kind of like. If he's gonna do, oh, that like, makes sense. Close in like yeah, if he's doing stuff. yeah intense electric stuff that's gonna like blow his eyeballs out. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I kind of like that a lot. Yeah, they don't really look like that though. They don't. Like I. I will I will give you that maybe that's what they are, yeah. but they just look like bl- solid blue glasses that he put over his eyes. Yeah. No, my my no prize is in the mail, but that's about I it. I like no, I love that. I, lo- yeah. I love a good no prize explanation. Mm-hmm. I'm always here for that. All right. Anything else? Um I think that's it. I thought Brainiac's voice sounded not like the guy, but I checked the credits and it's the guy. Is it the guy? Maybe they put a filter on it because I thought the same thing. Well, they distorted his voice because Brainiac's sort of like at low power and he's he's reconstituting and that made mm-hmm. sense. But it, it sounded like they were doing it to cover for the fact that it wasn't him. Yeah. Like there's a this is a bit of a walk, mm-hmm. but in the Transformers movies, famously Orson Welles final movie. Sure. And. There, they filter the hell out of his voice so you barely can tell that it's him. And it's because it was his last role because he was nearly dead. Yeah. He was wheezing and like the, the takes were real bad. They oh, had that to like, sucks. they had to pitch his voice way down and put a bunch of modulation on it so he, he didn't sound sickly. Yeah. And like, I don't think that's what they did here with Corey Burton, but I, what I'm saying is you can do that to really disguise sort of the, mm. the main quality of the voice and say, well, if you give it a Corey Burton read, we can't actually get that guy, but this will pass for him. Yeah. But it was him, so I don't know. Yeah. Now, it says here that they actually got dead Orson Welles to do it, so. Oh, yes, always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Near the end, because they were playing the MP3s a hundred times, which didn't make a lick of sense to me. Nope. Um, uh, he he said, what did he say? Uh, I, Brainiac will return. I will bring the funk down. <laughs> Man, hmm. this is whack. Mm-hmm. Wasn't as funny as when Jean said it. No. Although, you know, the way the episode ended, he did bring the funk down, so, you know. That is true. But did he bring in the noise and bring in the funk? I mean, we'll just have to find out next week. Oh, that's true. This is my backpack now. <laughs> Task one is renaming it. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus, I thought you were supposed to be intelligent. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy destroying this stupid planet if you're all like this. Ugh. All right. Anything Richie's else? a shining example of what we can do here on Earth. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah, we're doomed. All right. Any further business? Working too hard can't give you a brainiac pack, 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 pack. <laughs> That's very good. You ought to know by now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on I suppose note. that's it. Yeah, I, we're not. <laughs> that's all for us, folks. Yep. Uh, next week, obviously, a League of Their Own Part 2. And mm-hmm. I have no... I I know at one point 
the only bits of these shows that I watched were the crossovers. I, mm-hmm. I watched the Batman one and I watched these. I don't remember a thing about them. I don't know what to expect from this. Yeah, me neither. Not a clue. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Hopefully it's better than this one. God, I hope so. We do still have another uh, crossover coming up later uh, where Static ends up in the Batman Beyond future. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I thought in the Justice League, in the JLU episode where we see Static in the future, I thought that was the first look at him. But apparently we'd seen that version of Static in this show already. So Do, other than the, the future one, do you remember, does Static ever show up on JLU? Uh, no, he doesn't. Nah, that's too bad. Yeah. It might be a rights thing. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That's just, you know, that sucks. Especially with the amount of work Dwayne McDuffie did on the show. Yeah, he wrote, like, th- like the best run of episodes yeah. any of these shows did. Yeah. Pretty much his name comes up every week. It's great. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if at some point he wasn't like, can I get static on this show? Mm-hmm. But would you be static shocked? Mm, I would be. Mm. Put a shock to your system. It is a shock to my system. Thanks for pointing that out, Al. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm here for. Uh, the other episode is called Showtime. No idea what that is. I I would assume Rubber Band Man's back because he's back every three weeks. <laughs> it has been a while. Well, and be, and weeks. that'll be my episode, so he <laughs> yeah, clearly has certain. to show up. I mean, no, actually, you go first next time. No, I don't, because it's a it's a crossover or it's a two parter. Don't you, you take the other part? No. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I should go first next time. Yeah. Crap. Okay. Yeah. But it is a rubber band man episode, certainly. Uh, it's a Maggie guarantee. Write it up in the book. Ding. All right. As ever, our website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to donate to our Patreon, you can do you can pledge as little as one dollar US a month and get access to all the stuff we do. And uh like there's no tears to our stuff. You could just you could just just watch it. Yep. Just listen to it. Mm-hmm. You can watch it if you want, but there's nothing to see. You can listen to it. You can do um, a lot of things. Yeah, we are. I was just thinking, I have to watch the Brave and the Bold episodes we're covering this month. Yep. So we can review them tomorrow. Yep. Because uh, that'll be out on the 15th. Yeah. Uh, we are reviewing Batman the Brave and the Bold, and we are having a grand old time because that show is very so fun. So much fun. Oh my God. Yeah. It really is. Um, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala, all you bang babies except Richie, who is terrible. Richie is terrible. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.